0: to the Med Street Journal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Med Street Journal podcast sponsored by Open Loop, a trusted partner for telehealth companies across the U.S. looking to launch and scale their virtual care services. Check them out at openloophealth.com. My name is Rodney who your host as always, and I'm joined by another very special guest, Mr. James Rose. He's the director of Content Snare, and if you've ever had to chase clients for weeks, trying to get them to send you some info or documents. What's a pain? Content Snare makes it easy to collect information from your clients. So I'm excited to have James on and learn a little bit more about his company and some business problems that he's looking to tackle. And so with that being said, James, welcome. Rodney,
1: thanks for having me, man. It's, uh, it's cool to be here. I hope I can help your, your audience
0: out with some uh, automate stuff. Definitely. So why don't we jump into it? Why don't we just... Give a brief background about who you are and how you ended up with Content Snare and how you ended mm. up in the industry. Going way
1: back, I was a control systems engineer, got over a decade ago now, but we decided we would build software because we wanted to, I don't know, we just kind of got tired of working for people. And part of our job was essentially writing code, industrial control, controlling like manufacturing plants and stuff. But we wanted to build software just because we thought it was our skill set, and we could make money off it or whatever. So that's how we started. We've actually built three software products over the last decade, and we actually ran a digital agency in the middle as well. And throughout that process, we learned that like when we're building websites for people and doing the whole client service thing, one of our biggest problems was getting information from clients because it would always stall projects completely. It'd be, you'd try to build a website, you're trying to run a marketing campaign, there's stuff you need, whether it's content or like images, documents, whatever. And it would always be a pain in the butt to get that information from them. That's how we ended up stumbling across the problem that Content Snare now solves. We, our heart was always in software. We wanted to get back into software because we sold our previous business and software business. And Content Snare was what we were looking for. It was a problem that needed solving. And yeah, people seems pretty... Well, we first did like a pre-launch, people were really excited by it. So that's why we continued with it. Here we are. Don't have an agency anymore. It's just content snare.
0: Uh, So you ditched the agency model, went more towards the SaaS route. What kind of made you make that decision, make that pivot?
1: I think it's. I mean, like I said, our heart was always in software. We weren't. I don't know if I'm cut out for client services. Uh, I think that's really what it comes down to. I just I don't know. I like the many-to-one style marketing where I can you know create content for lots of people, and which is essentially what I do now with my automation, personal blog, and and content scenario. It's so all just like helping lots of people. And I really like that. I struggle with managing large teams and managing clients as well, which is essentially what my role was in the agency. I never got to the point where I was able to extract myself from that. I just like, and the software, like I said, we just really enjoy writing software and creating stuff. So that's how we ended up. It wasn't like we didn't just switch off the agency and go back to SaaS. We slowly phased that out over a couple of years because it was helping fund Content Snare in the beginning.
0: That's interesting. And so you start talking a lot about automation and you start talking about technology and software and how that can be implemented into business processes to create that automation and streamline workflows. Can you walk us through the process of trying to figure out what can be automated and like when is automation necessary within a workflow?
1: I guess I can answer that second question by talking about why I got started in automation. It was while we were running the agency. And I just remember... Being busy and a lot of agency owners can empathize with this there because agency owners are typically just run off their feet. They're one of the most busy business owners. I think I've met, I got to that point and I was just so tired of having no time doing so much work and not being able to grow the business, not being able to work on the business. So I had this breaking point where I was just like, I need to just work less. So I started pretty much buying any bit of software I thought that could save me time, implementing automation, workflow automation, basically just everything in the name of saving me time. And yeah, fast forward a few years from there, it's a lot of our business is automated. It's something like, if I do the maths, it's, it'd be close to 150 hours worth of work a month. So it's like more, basically a person's worth of work. It's running with just software. The... I guess the biggest player in this space is Zapier. So in the workflow automation thing, like a lot of people are already familiar with software. You buy an app that helps you do something like a email marketing platform, like ActiveCampaign or whatever, or like a CRM, like Pipedrive. There's always apps that people use. Zapier is a glue in the middle. That's what I define as like workflow automation. It's this, yeah, you can start moving things around and running workflows automatically. So a really classic example is, When someone fills out your contact form, add them to your CRM automatically. It's a simple one that most people understand because everyone's got a contact form. Everyone's got an email marketing list of some kind or a client list. You can even add them to a spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be in your CRM. If If your CRM is a spreadsheet, you can automatically with the person in your spreadsheet, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's crazy that people are still basically copying client data manually from emails because a lot of contact forms on websites just send the person an email and they've got to like manually copy that out into their other systems. And that's the most, yeah. And a lot of people still do that. Almost every client that I speak to that I help with workflow automation is doing that basically. And it's the first thing I always set up. And there's so much double entry there because it's not just, CRM. You're automatic. You're also setting them up in like invoicing systems and project management and whatever. And you can punch someone's details into all those systems automatically with a tool like Zapier. That's probably where I would start with most people. But that that's a process. If people haven't ever used any kind of automation tool like Zapier before, you can think about it. When this happens, do this. When someone fills out a contact form, put them in my CRM. When uh, someone mentions my brand on Twitter send me a notification. There's lots of little things like this and and you can extend that further. So it's, you know, when someone fills out my contact form, add them to my CRM and my invoicing tool and put them in this spreadsheet. So that's a very basic example of what kind of stuff you can do. Yeah,
0: I like that. made a lot of good points on like when to use like automation and kind of how to think about connecting different pieces and when. And so when you think about who can benefit off of workflow automation or just a tool like Content Snare, what sort of people do you see would be a t- ideal target audience to use this product? Right,
1: so Content Snare, it's not in the... It's basically an app that connects with Zapier. Sorry, I just... I probably... Should have realized that's what you wanted to talk about rather than going into the automation, but like Content Snare, a lot of software products are a form of automation in themselves, right? Almost every software, that's why you buy a piece of software. It's it's going to automate something in your business. Content snare specifically is automating the process of collecting information from clients. Might mean if it's a website, you want to collect content images. If you're an accountant, you might want to collect onboarding information. So company and corporation documents and whatever other information you need to bring on a new client. It might be end of your compliance or tax documentation. That's big with our accounting clients. If you're a lawyer, you've got to collect things like, you know, just documentation. There's usually a ton of documentation, especially like immigration lawyers. They need so much documentation from their clients. And the traditional process for that is sending an email saying, Hey, here are these like 20 things that I need. And then the client will reply with six of them and you'll have to chase them up for weeks and they'll get, maybe send you another two and then another two here. And then three of those things won't even be the right files. And you'll have to go back and be like, so now you've got like four or five emails with attachments all through them and some answers in some of the emails. And you've got to say those three attachments are wrong. Can you please resend them? And it just becomes a mess, right? That's the process we're trying to fix. So it's like a one, one spot where, you know, you ask, You say, these are the documents I need. These are the questions I need you to answer. You send them the link and actually ContactSnail will automatically chase them if they don't finish it. And as soon as they open that link, it's like their special little portal where they can upload things. They can answer questions. Everything's saved immediately. They close the window, come back later. It's all still there. So that's what it does. But yeah, the process, it's like... Automating is that getting information from clients and having to chase them constantly. Yeah. Content Snare is like, it is an automation tool, but we also integrate with Zapier. So people can do things like when a client sends their proposal, sorry, when a client signs their proposal or makes their first payment, automatically send them that onboarding form in Content Snare. So that's like where Content Snare fits in like this automation ecosystem is you can start you know, you can automatically request information from clients based on actions they take in
0: other apps. Nice. So it's just streamlines the process of collecting the data, collecting information, but also mm. because it's the software you guys built that can integrate with other third-party tools like SAP, you're like your CRM, you're able to mm. take that data and send it to other apps seamlessly, which ultimately saves you more time, makes the process more efficient. And like you said, makes the whole process easier. Yeah, that's right. So some people
1: do that, like the when, because you can, yeah, also automate the other way. So I said you can automatically request information in Content Snare when someone signs a proposal, but then you can also, like when someone fills out a question, you can automatically push that back into your CRM to update that person in there. Or you could push a document into Google Drive or Dropbox, SharePoint, and these kind of things.
0: I could definitely see, especially online companies that need to collect information from their clients and stuff like you already mentioned the legal industry. But a lot of people within our target audience for this podcast is like within the healthcare industry. And I feel like there's a lot of room to use this sort of solution in the healthcare industry, whether you're collecting patient data or whatnot, but I think it's. We'll say we're not HIPAA
1: compliant yet. So you better make sure I say that it is on our list though. Like we'd like to be HIPAA compliant. I think assume that's how it's pronounced H-I-P-A-A. <laughs> but yeah. that's like a security level that's required for patient data, I believe. But uh, yeah, it's super, super
0: expensive to go through that process and we're not a huge company yet. Gotcha. So what would be like the main difference between content snare and other alternatives out there, like maybe Google Forms or Jot Forms? Are they You consider them like direct competitors? They're like a sub-competitor.
1: Like it depends. Our biggest competitor is probably something like Google Drive and email, like saying, upload your files here, please. Into this Google Drive and email. Some people use forms though for onboarding. Now, I would say generally, if if a form is working well for someone, it's probably not worth switching. But also like the the way I, where I draw the line is I say, if a form is going to take more than... 10 minutes for your client to fill out it's not really fair on them to expect them to do it all in one go your clients are busy just like you are and so if you send them this form and they start filling it out and it's going to take them like 20-30 minutes to do which a lot of these onboarding forms do because they have to go and find the documents that you need they have to talk with someone else in the company to like where do i get this bit of information can you fill this out please there's a lot of if they've got to put in this work to fill out the form then there's a real chance they're going to lose what the work they're doing because a form, you've got to fill it all out in one go. And if you don't, you close the window, it's gone. There are some tools that have a save and continue feature, but in my experience, because we used to use this in our agency, clients will always find a way to screw that up and they'll <laughs> accidentally do something like they'll click the wrong thing. They won't click the save button, something, and all their data will be gone and they'll be mad. It happens all the time, even no matter how many instructions we gave people and how simple the process was. That's why with Content Snare, as soon as they type something in, as soon as they upload something, it's saved, it's done. They basically can't screw it up. That's the biggest thing. I would say that separates Content Snare from pretty much everything is we spend so much time making the process and the user interface really simple for clients, which is really important when you want your clients to do work. Because if it's a difficult task, they'll just put it on the back burner. And yeah, and the biggest difference with something like .form is that the whole auto-saving and automatic follow-ups. So it'll keep chasing them until they're done. And so the other thing with forms too, I can talk about this all day because it's like the same, all the problems we have. If they submit something wrong on the form, you have to go back by email and say, hey, question five, that's not right. We need something else. Whereas in Content Snare, you just put a comment directly on question five and say, hey, sorry, you didn't do this right. Can you just re-upload a different file? And it, you know, then there's no email involved. It's no all that extra.
0: Like time wasting that comes chasing information over email. Just making sure nothing falls through the cracks, crossing your T's from the get-go. That mm-hmm. way the entire project is managed more efficiently and client communication, proper expectations are set. And that kind of just has a ripple effect on the entire mm-hmm. like client to company relationship. Just having that efficient communication
1: well, It looks good. It like clients. We, we have a lot of reports of people's. Now, like our customers' clients saying how much they love the process. And a lot of that is our customers doing, like our customers have to set up their forms and everything in Content Snare but the fact that their customers actually, or their clients actually enjoy the onboarding process. And like for most people, it's like super convoluted and it's a difficult process. But once people are set up in content snare, I think it actually reflects really well on them. Like their clients actually enjoy it, like them for making the process easier.
0: I feel like entrepreneurs as well, they're good at starting their business, starting their company. And then once they get the ball rolling, They have all these systems and processes and workflows that are in their head or that they've just been doing that's been working. But it's not until you have someone like yourself, like an automation expert to be able to go through and really dive into their processes and see what can be optimized and improved. And and then you apply automation to that to figure out, all right, what are you doing manually? What could we eliminate? What could we automate? And we call delegate. Those are like the three things Mm -hmm. to make the process a little bit more efficient.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't realize what's possible with automation. That's the biggest thing that stops people even getting started. They just actually have no idea what's possible. So how how do you educate your target market or your ideal prospect? With something like Content Snare, that really, most people find us from searching, like hitting a breaking point, like I did, we're just going, I'm sick of trying to get Documents from clients. So they're probably like, search something like, how do I get documents from clients faster? Or like, how do I get website content from clients? That's what agencies will search for. And they find us through that. So they're like hitting this point where they're just like, I'm sick of this. I need to fix this part of our process. So literally searching for the problems you have can be a way to find the right tools for the job. But with um, Zapier and workflow automation specifically, if I just circle back there, I just like going to zapier.com. So that's Z A P I E R. And There's uh, at the top, they have probably changed it lately. So I want to quickly pull this up so I don't get it wrong. But in the top navigation, uh, it's Explore. There's a menu, menu item called Explore. And you can look at popular ways to use Zapier. And it'll just give you a whole bunch of ideas of like different apps that you can connect together. And then there's a second section there called apps that work with Zapier. So if you open that one up and just search for apps you're already using. So if you're using like ActiveCampaign for CRM, you can just type that in and see what other workflows other people have made essentially with ActiveCampaign to give you just give you some ideas. That is by far the easiest way to just get some ideas is look at those two screens under the Explore tab in Zapier.com and. Just have a look because if I go, let's have a look. I'll just go to the popular one now. What do we got? Collect new Typeform responses as rows on Google Sheets. Yes, yeah, so there's an automation where it will push Typeform into Google Sheets. Of course, Typeform is a much bigger product than ours. So they're on the front page, not us. There's uh, one here for Facebook ads. Send an email when a new lead comes in on Facebook ads. Get new Slack notifications for Typeform entries. Yeah, that's actually a big one. I do a lot of stuff with Slack or like Microsoft Teams, whatever people's u- people are using. I put a lot of notifications in there instead of getting them through email and that you can do all kinds of cool stuff with Zapier. Like every time someone makes a payment, we get a notification in in our Slack. When someone gives us some feedback through our feedback form, that gets pushed into Slack that way the whole team can see it. It's just so many
0: possibilities and just looking through these screens on the Zapier website will give you some yeah, you don't really have to start from scratch. You can just see what software you're working with and what people who are using those softwares that are kind of already doing that way get your gears flowing on kind of the mm. possibilities that are out there and then from there that's how people are exposed to just like automation and then depending on the business function that they need automated it's how they get led down to finding your company
1: yeah that, that's and that just gets your brain going right once you automate a couple of these smaller things you'll start like joining the dots and being like oh I wonder if I can automate this other thing And then once you have a bit of an idea of what's possible, and even this can help, this could be a good exercise anyway. It's just mapping out your process start to finish in like a flow chart, like from when a client discovers you, like how do they discover you? How do they become a lead? How do you convert them to a customer? Do they have to sign a proposal? Do they have to XYZ? What's the work look like? process do you, do you get do you want to get feedback from them at the ends what emails do you send them throughout the process what updates what happens after you finish the work is there an offboarding process actually mapping all that stuff out and then working out where the manual touch points are or the, the areas of inefficiency and actually focusing on those for automation that's if i was going to do a consult for someone that's and they come to me with a flowchart oh god i'm so happy because that's pretty much what i do anyways is walk through their process and then draw a chart because that's how you can easily identify opportunities for automation.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think that's a super good exercise Just doing like a brain dump, just getting everything Mm -hmm. from your mind down to whether you write it on a piece of paper, type it out, then put it, make a diagram from it, but just have that mental brain dump to get everything out. And then Mm -hmm. from there, you can start optimizing and refining based off of which, so Yeah, and it doesn't have
1: to be a flowchart from step one. That might seem a little bit hard because you are got to go and find what tool you're going to draw a flowchart with and whatever. You can just open a bloody Google Doc or Word Doc and start writing, put a bullet put list in there and just his step one and here's all the sub things that happen underneath that step and just do a bullet point list of all the things that happen, convert
0: it to a flowchart later. For sure. So someone who's pretty deep into the automation, um, software space, what sort of trends are you seeing in this vertical?
1: I'd say no code is the biggest thing. So that's the concept of like building, like people essentially building their own workflows and apps without code in these like platforms that allow you to build stuff. So a good example is like Airtable. You can essentially create your own, it's like a spreadsheet type tool, but on steroids where you can link tables to another table. So you could have a project table so you've got all the current open projects and then you can link that to a client. So you, so instead of, if you did this with a spreadsheet, you'd have to have a second tab with clients in it and you'd have to have the client's name on the projects thing and have to know that's the other. There are ways to link, but it, it gets ugly. But with Airtable, you just say, hey, this cell, this column actually is just a client. So if you want to look at projects and then you can have the clients inside the project in a spreadsheet, it's hard to describe without having it on um, on like a screen share, but it's a really cool tool that helps you build your own sort of mini apps, right? Like you could essentially build your own little CRM project management tool. It's not gonna be probably as perfect for your process as like a full blown project management tool, but for a lot of people it's plenty. And you could have essentially CRM and project management in one. And that's just an example. Like there's a lot of these kind of tools out there now. There's Adalo is a tool for building mobile apps with a drag and drop. You don't actually need to write any code. You can say, I just want my clients to be able to submit something here and whatever, and be able to log in. And it, so the this is like, a if you search no code, there's just there's tons of this. And this industry is going stupid at the moment. There's just so much coming out all the time for people to be able to build their own little
0: systems without. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like that opens up so many more opportunities for people. Because if you think about it, like the technology, the technical experience is a real roadblock for a lot of people. Mm. And that's something that not a lot of people are willing to invest their time into learning. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, man, I, I'd rather just delegate that out to someone else. But if you reduce that barrier into this automation world with no code resources, and I feel mm. like, that's how you get a lot more of these different softwares and stuff, being able to get adopted by more people.
1: Yeah. And there's there's even no-code agencies now. There's obviously a learning curve to some of these tools. So what the point of a no-code agency is they might be able to build you something for a lot cheaper than anyone could do it before. If you were getting a custom built app, you're talking multi five figures out of the bat. You'd probably like 50 grand kind of minimum. And now, no code agencies can build apps for people a lot cheaper because it's all, most of it's already done. They're kind of just putting the pieces together. Like it's like almost like a jigsaw puzzle or just like Lego blocks. So you're constructing the thing you need out of pre built components.
0: So, yeah, we're coming up towards like the end of the main meat segment of the actual interview. But last question I have for you is what sort of advice would you have for companies who are looking to start exploring? The world of automation and making their workflows a little bit more efficient mm-hmm. by leveraging technology.
1: It's a little bit cliche, but just get started. It's because the biggest thing for people is it seems really daunting. It's there's so many possibilities of automation. Like oh, I did a survey on this, I think eighty percent of people said they either didn't know where to get started or it was some something something or like they didn't know where to get started. They didn't know what was possible. So combine that together. That was about 80% of responses. So the biggest thing, like and like I said before, just go to zapier.com and have a look at a few of the ideas they have got there on the website, just to get your mind going and just automate some tiny little process. Something you're doing manually at the moment, maybe it's your contact form, automatically putting them people that, maybe even if you don't have a client spreadsheet, just go and make one and practice. Just go, when someone submits my contact form, I want to put them in this spreadsheet. And then run it a couple of times, and you'll—it'll feel like magic, it, like legit. Sometimes I feel like a bloody wizard when I've completed some of these automations, and you will feel like that. And you'll be like, "Holy crap! This is possible. This is really cool. What else can I do?" <laughs> so just do something small, right? Just get look, when someone fills out your contact form, put them in a Google sheet, and then take it from there. Like you'll actually start exploring, and it's—you'll it, realize it's not as difficult as you thought. Nice. You
0: gotta—you don't have
1: to be good to start. You gotta
0: mm-hmm. start to begin. Mm. awesome so we've been covering a lot talking a lot about automation and how to improve workflows leveraging technology but i like to end each interview on a little lighter exercise with something i call the rapid fire round so i'm just going to ask you a list of questions and you give me whatever answers you come up with
1: all righty. i feel i feel like i should have prepared for this
0: question number one what is your favorite book of all time
1: oh geez all time is it business or is it fiction I think it, probably the Expanse series. It's a fiction series, space-related stuff.
0: I space. try. I don't. I don't
1: read a lot of business books anymore because I need some zone out time.
0: Gotcha. Number two. Who's the most influential person in your life or career?
1: Oh. Probably my wife, to be honest. She's a nice, much nicer person than I am and reminds <laughs> me to be a better human. I don't really look up to many, I guess, public figures as far as business goes. But I like, if I had to go business, probably years ago, I got into Tim Ferriss. And that was the thing that really mm. kicked my butt into actually trying to start an online business. But I don't really follow much anymore. But back in the day, for sure.
0: Shout out, Mrs. Rose. You don't seem like a mean guy, man. <laughs> uh, number three what is one goal you want to accomplish this year
1: geez i've only got three weeks left in the next year i was gonna say this year i'd say take a a real serious break like i'm pretty bad at not taking breaks over like i keep working so i like actually take a break properly because i think a lot of
0: us get stuck in this trap of just doing too much work I should try to find that work-life balance. Last but not least, what is one piece of advice you'd give to your 20-year-old self?
1: Get started now and probably invest in crypto sooner. I don't know. 20, I'd probably say focus, actually, because that was my biggest problem throughout 34, almost 35 now. And I reckon the thing that's taken us so long to get here is because we kept jumping between things, different types of businesses and whatever. I think just like going
0: hard on one thing and focusing. was nice, just saying hyper-focused on Mm. one. That's something I'm trying to figure out too, because I Mm. do find myself going all over the page, go all over the place. Yeah, But yeah, that's all the questions. James, thanks again for just jumping on and sharing your story, sharing a little bit about what you're working on over at Content Snare and the importance of automation. But before you go, man, where can people learn a little bit more about your company, connect with you if they have more questions? Go ahead.
1: For sure. All right, contentsnare.com is our product. JimmyRose.me is like my personal sort of productivity and automation blogs. People can sign up for the list there if they want to learn how to automate their business better and underscore Jimmy Rose on, on Twitter. That's probably the main place I'm hanging out. I'm on the other socials like LinkedIn too, but I just, I enjoy Twitter
0: underscore Jimmy. Rose. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include all those links in the resources section. With that being said, and I hope you guys found some value in this one. I know I did. So I'll catch you guys on the next one.